Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We're here live on the Sunday afternoon, not not a Tuesday evening, and we are on the big number episode fifty of Shona Ronin, and we're covering four series today, which are Kaiju number eight, um, One Piece chapter ten fifty four, Undead Luck chapter one twenty, and My Academia chapter three sixty. So we are the big number. So if you're new here, let's see our beautiful faces. If you haven't seen us before. Myself, Legend D. Vash, and right here, as always, my co-host for today's show of Show Number Episode Fifty is Kendall Kyle Ken Candy. How we all doing, Kendall? Hey, I'm good. Happy to be back. It's another Sunday. Fifty episodes of Shonen Ronin. Congrats! Yeah, like we we started the show about a year ago from doing like three coverage of My Hero, um, Black Clover, and then we're like, why don't we just do on one show, much smoother? And it's been great. I love Shona Ron. It's a great coverage. Um, and it's a great outlet to get people all the types of coverage that we can have with any of the series. Like we got into do Undone Luck. We did Ayashiman, but you know, that ship sailed and sank. Um, I'm still reading Alien Area. I didn't get the chance to read the new chapter today. But, mm-hmm. you know, some series are succeeding. Some series are still trying to get green list. So it's a good time to read manga. Um, it's a good time to get back into manga because the one and only, the big one, the big behemoth came back today, the One Piece. Um, it's not Black Clover. That's next week, guys. But any Black Clover fans, it will come back for next issue. If anybody still cares about the series or, or you know, like Abe, he forgot about the series because, like myself, I did too. I was like, damn, Black Clover who? Like, damn, you went on break? Shit, I totally forgot about you. But of all jokes aside... Let's first start with our Jump Plus, or I think it's from V-Jump. Kaiju mm-hmm. number eight, chapter 67. How are we feeling about this chapter, Ken? Even though it wasn't really a form transition, it was more of transition from when we left off from his training already. How do we feel about that, of him being called a dummy? Yeah, um, this is tracking. So this is tracking exactly like I've been telling y'all. We had the, that little final group training thing for Kaiju number eight. We got the little, they kind of almost gave us a little bit more lore on the kaijus. And then obviously there needed to be a little break slash transition. So this chapter is simply a transition. Um, we kind of been talking even in amongst reviewing everything for like the past month or so, talking about how like the team, that team, that squad hasn't been back together in so long, um, two months to be exact. Um, so some more context that we got from this chapter was the time frame. We were kind of guessing the time frame, which we did say was probably about two to three months. So that was one thing. Then we got the fact of like, you know, we know how certain characters felt about Kafka's situation, but we really got to see that like the whole the whole squad, the whole class was behind them and there was concern. And he was there busy. And we've seen that over like the last three chapters or so, we've seen that Kafka's even getting in his head but another key point from this chapter is like he's not just getting stuck in his head like he's getting in his head but he's bouncing back out of it and he's ready to move forward and and be the the person that he needs to be for his team he understands his perspective he understands his purpose his mission his drive everything's like starting to come into focus for Kafka and I think this was kind of like the little final piece on it like the little the little um bow tie on top of it for Kafka's like development arc um and we'll be going i'm sure the next chapter for sure is probably gonna be 
uh, probably some light training, some regrouping, and probably it's going to be right into some missions is what I'm expecting. I'm, I'm expecting us to get right into some heat, probably going into the next chapter or two. I agree, because it was nice to see Awagoshi Nomoya, um, you know, come through and, and then give us light that, hey, my father did this training as well as a general. And then and for Kafka to be like, okay, if the director did it, it makes sense. It just now motivates me to work harder. Because for yeah. you to be see the man, the top of the brass of all of the army is the one that has the most skill and that everyone respects that. And now he's like, okay, cool. If your father just, I have to train harder now. But the most beautiful thing, it was wholesome. This, like you hit on the nail, this needs to happen. Because even our boy Iharu said it. It's like, yo, yeah, we are scared of you. My dude, you have an inhuman trait of kaiju power. Are we supposed to not be afraid of you? But at the same time, you're still a friend. You protected us in the line of fire still as a kaiju. You protected us during the midst of battle. So you expect us to not still want you to be your friend. We're glad you're safe. We're glad you're still good. But at the same time, we're mad that you didn't even try to find a way to try to communicate to us, to try to ask permission. But Agushin Moya did the workarounds, and she did this for you. And sometimes... That's what friends are for. Friends are there to be there for each other, be there for the good and bad, but also they're there to tell you when you're stupid. Not because you're actually stupid, but it's because sometimes we're humans. We make mistakes. Sometimes we make such of the simplest things go over our head and not look back like, hold up. Maybe my friends aren't really afraid of me. Like he, our boy Kafka thought to himself too much in the head. He was afraid that his whole team of the third division was afraid of him after they found out he's catching a break. But then they, they just wanted him to know that he was safe. And I feel like that's such a powerful thing for him to know and, you know, kind of realize. And I feel like that's very important for him to see and understand, like, oh, he's actually human. He needs to know about, about these things. Like, our uh, boy Kafka was crying emotionally. Like, my friends call me dummy. And the was like, oh, yeah, I've been on that, girl. You know, you, you, you're good, my guy. We've been on you stupid. But let's go back to training, though. So all that type of dynamic was so simple, but it just shows that they're only humans and they're still care for each other. So like that was very that was very heartwarming. But now Abu Kafka is more motivated and can't wait to do more with the team as in like, hey, we're worried about you come back safe. Are you okay? And plus thank you for protecting these people, you know, come back alive. So like all he wants is the goodness of his heart. But I got to tell you, when I saw him having 503 messages on Red, that, that made me laugh because I've seen people having thousands of messages, thousands of emails on Red, thousands of messages on their phones. And it's like, don't you don't you get bothered by the notification? Like, how are you just letting that shit slide? I think like my, most... email, my email notification is the only one I let slide because I open what I need to open and then I don't open things that I don't need to open. So same but like phone messages like text messages yeah, no. or like facebook twitter i always check those my mm-hmm. girl has like 200 messages on red and i'm like yo woman like just read them hey like just clear them out we all we all be busy man different it. different things to look at but, but yeah i think i think you're right i think um the other thing was just like reasonable goals being set so we know that kafka's training to do the the certain combat style um the legacy style from captain the previous captain and it's just like okay i am here yeah i'm cramping i'm suffering oh wait 
he used to do this every day on top of like running the whole entire command and everything man let me let me get myself together you know on top of the fact that you know um you know that you're about to get come back and if you don't make any improvements or strides you're gonna get beat up but you, you know he gonna get beat up regardless but it's it's good to see that that like i said there's goals and expectations being set for him by him himself and then in addition other people around him are setting certain goals that he can actually you know train and reach so that's it yeah straightforward chapter four for kaiju number eight if you ask me yeah straightforward um i have nothing else to add the only thing is that it's crazy how our vast captain could find out that he has not been training or slacking down and he'll find out within a heartbeat i'm like damn you, you could tell that much detail within a matter of a second like you're either socking or you're just that good of a trainer so hey props to you for you to know about your own type of mentee of how well he's training or not but overall mm -hmm. that's our overall thoughts of kanji number eight that is from v jump it comes out on thursday so anybody that does read it or not it's always good to check out something every two weeks currently that's been going on its current schedule but now the big behemoth the chapter the four emperors of sea or for some people, sometimes it's the worst time to be a fleet admiral in. Because, our boy, you just got the worst time to be the fleet admiral. Because I I felt bad for you. Like, you know, I hate your passion and guts. But this is like the worst time for you. You have so much pressure, so much shit going on in your time of office. So, One Piece, chapter 1054, came back from its one-month hiatus. While Oda did cleanup on the series, on his interviews and everything. Um, Kendall, but before I jump to the chapter, though, um, uh, I want to talk about, did you see any of the interviews type of snippets that came out? If you haven't, I'll tell you. Uh, one of the most biggest thing is that Oda said the series will end once we find the One Piece. Like, that's the ending mark. Once we find the One Piece, probably it'll be the chap the last chapter or two chapters right after that. But Oda said that once we know the review of the One Piece, the series ends. How did you feel about that as one of the biggest reveals? Oh, yeah. I said, I think I think Oda is very strategic. And I'll jump into that a little more as we kind of review the, the chapter. And you guys, you guys hear me say this all the time. I, I truly, I truly have 100% belief and confidence in Oda. Uh, if Oda says this, I'm, I'm taking it at face value. I'm not going to run too much further beyond that. And I think people were like, oh, he's saying conflicting things. First, he said it was going to end. Now he's making it seem like it's not going to end. Now he's making it seem like it's going to end sooner. I think Oda is just telling y'all, one, what y'all feel like y'all need to hear, but two, realistically, where he sees himself. And I think that's all you can do as a, as a creator, as a worker. That's all that you can do. Um, I'm fine with that idea. I feel like even in some of our thoughts, that's been our perspective as well, is that basically there's going to be a point everyone's going to resolve series of things and then there's going to be some final clash at one piece and then the series is over that's the way we've been talking about it so i'm not surprised i agree and because the most of the recent update is that he said he will be ending the year he will be ending the series in 2025 that means two years ago he did came out in 2020 saying that the series will end in five years so if that is correct, what he's saying, that we're still supposed to end in year 2025, the next three years. A lot of people can say in a rush, people are saying pace, but I'm like, people cannot say in a rush. It's been going people, on for 20, or 20 years already. So at the end of the day, people will be absolutely okay. 
people will be absolutely okay. It is not being rushed. Oda has taken a good time. I think the pacing has been well. I think everyone felt like Wano lasted too long until it wasn't long enough. You guys will all, you guys will all be okay. Um, I think, I think we're getting a reasonable set of reveals and expectations and updates coming out of Wano in this current chapter. So, you know, we, we can, we can kind of go right into that. What do you, what do you feel was the biggest takeaway as we kind of went into this chapter? What stood out the most to you? What what stood out the most is that our boy uh Ryuku, I think I, I think I say his name correctly, mm-hmm. Ryuku give kind of give a shout out or more of a compliment to Yamato towards her hockey. I didn't expect for him to say that's some tough hockey. Him being an admiral and being one of the three strongest admirals with um Akainu and the others, um, uh, you know, um not Greenbog, that's him. Uh, I forgot what's his name. Um, the that the samurai dude. I'm doing blank. Fujitara. Thank you, Fujitara. Like him being on top with them, and for him to give a compliment to Yamato about her hockey, it shows that okay, Yamato's actually strong with her hockey. Makes sense with uh with with them being strong. You know, it makes sense why they fit inside the Luffy crew, we're like with all everyone having strong hockey and everything and, you know, being the son of Kaido. So that makes sense. Um, additionally, uh, the most important thing is Shanks not caring to go see Luffy. They're being right next to the land of Wano. And we get the smallest flashback of how he stole the, the fruits from CP9. And literally, was, uh, I actually wanted a bit more of that flashback, probably one more page at least. But you get a flashback saying, not to worry about, we sail. And then they grab the devil, like, oh, it just turns into rubber, no big deal. But the way he smiles, he it seems like he knows more about the devil fruit than everyone seems to be. And that connects to my second favorite thing. He says, stay back. I think it's time we make our move. Let's claim the one piece. It's like, hold up, bitch, what? Those are my two biggest things. It's like you give a compliment to Yamato and you're a big type of admiral. And two is that Shanks is claiming the one piece. How about you, Kendo? Yeah. So I was less, I feel like a lot of people were shocked by Shanks going, let's go for the one piece. I, I wasn't. I feel like that was a natural progression of things I already. Again, I don't know. For the people that tune in and listen to me talk about One Piece, I feel like if you really track into things that I say, things are going in the directions that I think they're going in. The only thing that hasn't happened that was my kind of off the wall thing is that I was hoping that something wild happened in the in the form of like Zoro or Luffy or somebody key kind of getting kidnapped and setting a certain direction because there needs to be something. I feel like there should be another uniting piece that pushes a certain set of the group um, whether that's the worst gen group or whether that's the admirals or whoever in a direction. That's probably the next chapter too, most likely. Possibly, but I, it looks like what he's doing is the other direction that I that I felt was the more the telegraph uh, direction was. He, I think he's going to use uh, Sabo and the Revolutionary Army as a as a pivot point for the next phase, and that's exactly kind of what we got revealed here. Shout out to the Flame Emperor, um, rest in peace, Ace uh the boy sabo is doing things i feel like also because i've been in a couple spaces on like clubhouse and twitter talking about this i feel like a lot of people are also 
um, a little too surprised by the acclaim of what Sabo is doing. Just like a lot of people were too shocked that Buggy was named one of the Yonkos. Um, because again, you guys have to, we have to remember, and this is something you have to do in a series like this, you have to be able to take your brain off as the reader and place yourself in certain points and positions in the world. If you're someone that's living on the other side of the grand line and this news is coming out to you and the only bit of information that you have about what's going on is news articles, Buggy is a menace. Same thing for Sabo. Sabo has been making claims for himself prior to getting the flame, flame fruit. Got the flame, flame fruit was basically immediately classed to like a next tier in the eyes of the world government. And then they tried to basically capture him. And then this led to a whole nother series of events. So people are like, oh, he shouldn't have been able to just waltz up into, you know, Mary Jo and do all of these different things. Why not? It Several, made sense two, for his. Two of, your, two of your main admirals are outside of Wano. You have, yes, other people there like Garp and stuff, but you know that they place um, specific auxiliary roles depending on what's needed. And I think on top of that, that's why you see Akainu kind of like scrambling, right? Akainu's like, yo, there's so much going on. There's only so much we can do, only so many things that we can pass to. Um, and it's just kind of like, yo wait what do you expect him to do he can only do so much and he has to stay like he as as like the lead he has to stay and control the way that everything is going now you also got the news disruption so like i don't feel bad for akainu in any way because it's still f akainu however comma i understand that he's being backed into a wall and i think i forgot who said it on twitter but um someone was making the point of like the most dangerous thing right now is that he's being backed into a wall. I might've been sold, brother. I could be mistaken, but I think that was like, that was my perspective when I was reading as well. Is like, mm, this man is already dangerous and you put him in a situation where all the pressure and is being mounted on him more and more and more. And I, I could see him making a reckless decision or trying to do something like really to try and put a stop in it because that's his personality, right? That's his persona. His persona is like, get the job done. I don't care if we have to execute or whatever. I don't care if it's a buster call, like a kind who is ready with that smoke. Um, so I think that's that's one thing. And like another thing that definitely came up is like, y'all, y'all are not understanding how strong some of these admirals and vice admirals are. I don't know if it's because of the Marine Ford fight and y'all saw certain things that Luffy did, but if you still pay attention, Luffy still as destructive as he was, he was still very much so not on the level of like the top 10 Marine people. Like he was, you know, he could mix, he could throw some shots, but just like we could see, he could maybe throw some shots at, um, at our boy, um, Kaido, like it took him leveling up to get there. <clears throat> so I think, unfortunately, we haven't seen enough Admiral stuff for people to have realistic things. Um, I, I saw a lot of Kobe talks as well. You know, Kobe's been rising up, but we've not seen him on screen have a bunch of feats. But it doesn't mean that they don't explain where he is and where he's tracking so that you have an understanding of where he is. So I think a lot of people, it might be good for, for Oda to even give us a little bit more context on where people are in the ranking world of just specifically the Marine. Um, but I think it tracks. I, I think everything is tracking how it's supposed to. Um, shout out to Neglected. Sorry, bro. I see you. I see your, your comments on the side. But I, I think I think you're right. I think he's tired. I think it, it is a lot. I think 
um like you said very similar to mihawk who is the strongest swordsman and no one to cat to can match him yeah there's a lot of perspectives and it's hard to like it's hard to put like certain things because it's like the gap sometimes between number one number two and number three is already huge yeah so then you go and you're like oh someone is number five on this list but number five and number six and number four are nowhere close to number three and number two and number three and number two are nowhere close to the number one person or the number one spots or whatever so it's a little hard to track at times, but, but I think that I think that if you read and you understand the context of certain key like events, it makes sense. That I would like to add to what you just said as well, because this is also really interesting of what I kind know and the author authors have said. They said, Admiral Ryuko and Fujitora led the navy into battle, but in the end, the Agrishunor armor and the Celestial Dragon saved slave Barto Kuma was free. That's also a big thing. Our boy Kuma got free. The OG. Original Kuma. Right. Original Kuma. So I can't wait to see how he reacts now. I think that might have been the most that actually might have been the most shocking thing for me in this chapter was that Whoa. literally reading that line because I didn't think to get confirmation. I didn't think we yeah, I didn't think we knew what, what was actually Kuma's status alive dead. We just knew that they were using a him slave. as a basis for the clone and he was enslaved. But we really had no other confirmation about what was going on. So that, that was crazy. Because I knew I knew in the anime or in the chapter, once we saw our Kuma and once Sabo saw him, we, we knew boy Sabo, just like Luffy, they would disobey orders just to save Kuma. And that's what I knew he would do. And a battle against four or five of them against two of the animals versus the other navy in battle but what's interesting is that for order to include power levels or power scale in a way because in the next panel he said i'm certain that it was difficult for the animals to exhibit their full powers in the land of the gods don't make excuses for them so it's pretty interesting for order to even try to explain or exhibit some type of power skill with the animals to say oh they didn't go full strength or full power i'm like that's something he don't do very much no more. Right, but notice notice his point, right? Notice, and, and he did it through. I kind of was like, yeah, you don't understand. We're supposed to be so elite and so strong that even not going full force, we should be stopping these people. Because the exactly, idea is not just that's like, it's not just like they can't go full force because this happens a lot through the series. If you think back on it, there's been several other times where it's like, oh, well, they were supposed to be protecting the 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 thing, so they couldn't go all out. As it's it literally been an excuse before. This isn't the first time we've heard this this language. And then for kind of to immediately slap that down, I was like, that's not an excuse. Like we got bigger problems. Like that is not the issue here. Like we have exactly. way bigger problems. So if y'all can't handle this at this level, like we're like, and this is like kind of realizing like the stakes are getting higher and higher and higher because again, we forget that in this world, for the most part, whether we think they're corrupt or not, the Marines are the law pirates yes. are the villains <laughs> like i think we said this like oh maybe a month or so ago but pirates are the villains in this series like y'all do understand that like luffy's our protagonist but pirates are even to the to the view of the world for some people in the world they're heroes but for other people in the world they're very much so a scorn on society exactly uh you hit on the nail because right after that we have never seen akainu do what um the previous navy um admiral uh Gold, I forgot his name, but the guy with the Afro. Damn, I'm drawing blank on his name. That Fujitora. No, no. Uh, Kenneth William, I'm checking for me. While, um, what are we? What are we talking about? You talking about an admiral? 
the previous admiral, um, before Kaino, the one who used to work a guard, you know, side by side. The dark skin. Who are you talking about? Uh, I don't know who you're talking about by just saying ad bomb. <clears throat> by just saying uh the afro give me a second uh do you have their power sengoku that was the name sengoku oh i was like you talking about the golden buddha who are you i was like there's a couple yeah. people with yeah, the buddha i'm not yeah, sure sorry who you're talking sengoku. about so sengoku we never has we have seen sengoku always try to process the information when he gets it when he processes information he tries to see the best results of what you should do i kind of know we have always seen him react. We have always seen him put orders in. But now, I kind of, for the first time, we see him go out and try to think like, yo, this is one hell of an age I had to be fleet admiral in. And no matter who comes at us, I'll drive every one of them back into depths of sea. Yes, he's put in a corner, but at the same time, he's trying to process every information right now that everything's going wrong. The fleet admiral, there's a whole type of, Wasabo, a fire emperor, Prince Vivi is gone, the king of Alabaster is dead, Luffy uh, is one of the new is one of the new emperors. Like so many things going wrong for the fleet emerald to not have any control. So poor, that's poor, one thing. Poor think there because happening around Vivi and Alabaster. Can you repeat that? Oh, uh, I said uh, poor, poor Alabaster. Like something's always going on with that kingdom. I think we might end up back in that area soon. So, talking about Alabaster, do you think Princess Vivi is actually gone? Do you think our King Cobra is actually dead? Um, I don't know if King Cobra is dead, but I don't think that really matters. The question is, who made that move? Is Vivi actually missing, or is she being protected? Because we already know from the last meetup that people were targeting the princesses. So that was that was the meeting right before we got into wano actually we know that people were targeting the princesses so um we'll see we'll see i think i think there's a a push there to unite the the thought of the people so i think we'll see how that develops i don't really have a, a big thought there if she's if she's kidnapped or not i think she is because that's what was said so we'll see what happens from there i agree um now the other thing I want to lead back into talking about Albert Kuma slavery and uh, how he's literally handling all that. How would you feel about about a boy Ryuku approaching Momonosuke and the people of the land of Wano, saying that so you know how things work outside of here? The celestial dragons are the gods of the world, and here in this country, unaffiliated with the with the world government, you have no human rights. So don't blame me how the world works. So how do we feel about that, Kendo, of how him telling the whole land of Wano has no human rights? And two, we have final confirmation that he has the wood, wood, fruit, technically a whole nature fruit that he could connect with the whole mother yeah. nature. How did you this feel man, about those this two? Man, this man got the power of guy over there trying to be <laughs> Captain Planet. Um, but no, I, I, think, I think that that was a reality check that needed to be said. Um, I think there's a lot that's been going on and it's just like you guys don't understand the, the gravity of like I get that you're you know we we know that they're trying to get their independence and trying to do all of this stuff but it's like you don't understand how you existing is causing such an uproar and the news because they know like they know the news but they don't understand the impact this news is having um so I think that that was that was interesting um his fruit definitely his powers definitely seem really really strong as you would expect from 
uh, a fruit that is like it's basically nature like you know what I mean like the sea is like water covers most of the earth but life is still life and he has this thing that can basically produce life whether there's water present or not essentially is what I'm taking from it so I think that this is we basically just got introduced to again we now see why one of the top fleet one of the top not um, fleet admirals one of the top admirals in general um because this this fruit is is pretty broken so we'll see we'll see more of it I hope we see more of it I hope it isn't just like stifled off I hope we get to see like something really um impactful and dynamic with it but yeah. John said it perfectly. It's a Hashirama Hashirama fruit. Yeah, hopefully don't end up um with a donut like one of our favorite Hashiramas, but we'll see. Yeah, um, it's pretty blunt how he said it. He said that this force is just as much as a cradle of the life of the sea. It's a pure logia nature itself. It made sense. Like we don't have a water fruit because it would be broken. Just like our boy um who um has the ice ice fruit clearly you know bike around the water so it kind of works but when you are with nature itself makes sense because you can literally connect with the ground itself on land so it makes sense with that aspect so it's interesting that we finally has a design and he's so about the government he believes in the system he believes that our celestial dragons are the gods of the world so that being said it's like okay cool he's very unknown with that with the world itself so the new animal that we finally getting to see after years, only seeing those type of silhouettes being named Green Ball. It makes sense now he's called Green Ball because Green for his name, that he's part of Mother Nature. So it makes sense why he has that name Green Ball. Mm-hmm. And you see, you see that he's kind of a hot head. He goes off the beat. So the bull being a creature that's, you know, kind of, you know, synonymous with like, being wild you know even think about pokemon taurus's signature move was basically trash you know like it's it's kind of like it makes sense to green bull um i think the other other key takeaway from this chapter that a lot of people was buzzing about online um was uh <laughs> was our our god usopp's dad um and seeing him and him actually having commentary about um about Usopp and just the fact that so we we can see that there's a different different generations of Shanks crew and you can see that the younger generation is unaware of the older generation's relationship to Luffy um so it's cool to see that in a sense because there's like you have this understanding that everyone in Shanks's circle uh it, there's like a small circle and then there's like the crew so like you know that there's a lot of different moving parts um, and much like I just said in the chat, I think Luffy has to face Shanks and has to face Blackbeard. So I hope that I don't want Shanks and Blackbeard to clash in a dynamic way that they have to cancel each other out. I would be cool to see them fight or whatever. It would be cool. I think it'd be even like more dynamic and scary if they happen to team up for some reason. However, the way I see it, like I said, to me, Luffy has to Luffy has to score up with Blackbeard. Oh, if yeah. that doesn't happen, I don't like that doesn't make any sense. And then I think that Luffy has to, I think Shanks is also a checkpoint for Luffy, especially since you know he's considered, you know, uh one of the four, the four now. So I feel like it's I feel like they both are are kind of goals that Luffy has to kind of like hit in a sense. 
Um, so we'll see how that ends up playing out ultimately. I would love to add to that as well that with what I kind of said with the Flame Emperor, he said that people sort of begin and worship him like he's some kind of god. At the same time, he's probably being more influential than Dragon himself. That people are putting him high as a pedestal. Mm. And you know where we are? Bro, we're in Lodge Town in the end of the panel. We are literally where Goldie Roger got executed. And that's where every pirate meets up in the East Coast. I mean, in the east side of the Grand Line to head to the up upstream mountain. For Lodge Town to be right there and for Sabo's face. And for this random person, I don't know who he is. Saying in the world pirates, the flame emperor's brother has attended the old order. The times indeed are changing. So we're getting to a full out new generation or a new war going on because right now his flame emperor brother Sabo and both Luffy are now an emperor to an extent on both either side of the flip coin. Now that's great timing or bad timing for e either one of them. Yeah, I mm, I feel like there was something else in this chapter that I was thinking about. But yeah, I, I think that for, for a single chapter, the amount of sheer volume of context that we got was just a lot. And there's a lot to look forward to. Um, so the other thing that I wanted to speak on, my final thoughts is that, again, Oda is very intentional. We know One Piece movie came out. Um, we're waiting to receive it here um, in America. And on top of that, we get Shanks in this chapter as we return back. Not a coincidence. Um, so I think, again, the intentionality behind Oda's actions are just a major thing that I always admire. Uh, the timing for the break, the timing back off from the break, what context that was given. And again, he, he uses things going on behind the scene to kind of progress the plot in a certain way. And much like was said earlier, I really, 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 really do hope that we get some more seeing of what's going on behind the scenes. And, and I know this isn't typically how things have gone in the series on a regular basis, but I would love to go ahead and just go ahead and slide some of that into the anime. If you're not going to give it to me in the manga, go ahead and give me a little bit more context on some of the stuff that may be going on. Like, I want to see, I want to see Sabo invade. Like, I, I want to visually see that happen. I just want to see it. I agree. Even if it's I just agree. a one episode over shot, if it's a one hour over and it's just like, um, you know, that rescue mission or, or uh, bruh, a, a short over one hour, right? The birth of the flame emperor, fanning the flames of change. Boom. I have no problem, and that's something that the One Piece anime has been doing for a while. That they that they've been doing their own canon from Oda help since he, you know, the manga has always been the outline in the recent years, in the past year or two since the pandemic. That the anime has been coming more of its own story. That adding more of what the anime, uh, sorry, of what the manga hasn't included. The anime expands it, and I have no problem if they could give it an, an episode two to the Flame Emperor putting his staff in fighting, you know, fighting Ryuko and, and Fujitora. So, you know, fighting them too, I have no problem. Saving our boy Kuma on the anime screen, I have no problem as well. So, and... and also, y'all, don't forget, um, Smoker got to show back up again too. <laughs> Smoker needs to get the smoke. Crocodile about to show back up again. There's still, 
I, I still think that we're going to get our boy Enian. I think Enian's going to show Like, I still think there's people from the past that need to show up that are way stronger now than they were before. Um, so I think there's a lot of different things. And and don't forget, we like we're talking in the chat about potential fights in inside of like in regards to like the Marines. But the Marines are still divided. I keep trying to bring this back up so people remember there is still a like a growing faction inside of the Marines. And there's still okay, people that think smoker. that the Marines are are like are in a bad state and need to be like realigned. So I think that that's something that that's another point that needs to be resolved going forward. So it could end up being Fujitora versus Green Bull. Or we don't know. Be... We, we could be and it could be so many number of things. Um, so we just gotta we gotta we gotta watch. I think we just there's a lot here, there's a lot of stuff, there's a lot of anticipation. We just gotta just we just gotta be a little bit more patient. We get in, we get in stuff, we, you know, Kaido's behind us for, for now. Like we're about to jump into some stuff right now. Let's look at what we're about to get and just enjoy what we're about to get. And let me add as well. We also didn't mention another animal that also did fight with Akainu before, and that's Akiji. I, we haven't seen Akiji in a couple of years. We don't know he's been do, doing a lot. He has work with Luffy in... Did, um, did we think, not get a, a random panel shot of him right before we got into Wano? Wasn't he like in one of like the panels? Or am I, yes, am I, am he, I, am um, I tripping? I, I remember seeing him in the beginning of Wano. Yeah, I think... I think Act 1 or Act 2. Yeah, I think right before Act 1 or right at the beginning of but Act still, 1, he was we haven't seen him. We haven't seen him in less than a, uh, in a roughly hundred chapters. I mean, so we, we ain't seen don't... Crocodile in forever, and you know what I mean. Hey. We ain't seen Smoker in forever. Like, it, I, there's a lot of stuff to resolve, man. There's a lot of stuff to resolve. Look, John even said it. We need to see Enil. He has a yeah, grudge like against Luffy. He literally has a grudge. Like, he destroyed his own damn shit. Like, boy, you I mean, were never supposed to be here. I I am still one of my biggest head cannon fantasies is that Enil joins the Straw Hats. Oh, you think so? I would love, I would love him to just I have there's no backing behind of it. There's no reason. I would just I love NL as a character and I would love him to just end up joining the straw hats for some strange reason. All right. But I definitely know with Yamato with this chapter, because even Monosuke and everyone else said, do not fight Yamato. Because I think they all know Yamato needs to hold her strength or hold herself back because she's joining the straw hats and she technically needs to be ready once they depart or leave. So maybe that's the case why Momonosuke and them is telling her not to fight because girl need to be ready. So it's going to be pretty interesting what's the turning events of next week's chapter because I think we are going to have, yep, we, got, we are going to have a chapter next week, so that's good. Not sure if the chapter is going to be on a Monday because it still says seven days and not six days as usual. So it might be on a Monday, the chapters. But until then, I, I think I'm good with the One Piece talk. How about you, Kendall? Have any last thoughts? I mean, last Thursday, you want to throw out there? Nah, y'all got a lot of spicy stuff from me today. Y'all sit with that. All right. So let's get to our unfair on chapter 10. Uh, whoa, 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 10. 120 of Undead on Luck. How we feeling about this? And welcome, Real Life. I also want to say I appreciate Neglect, Alves, John, everyone for being here on today's Shonarone episode 50. I'm Big Milestone of 50 episodes of Shonarone, and we're on uh, on the whole season two of Shonarone. So I'm pretty happy with everyone being here. But let's get to Undown Luck, chapter 120. How do we feel about this on the unmove, unchanged, everything going back and forth, and our boy Andy continue being the with the booty cheeks out there. <laughs> what booty cheeks? He got he got his whole back scraped off for a second, man. 
Billy's character being developed right now, I like it. I like it. Um, this this was definitely a, another Billy chapter, and I I was on the feeling of like I don't know if I want Billy to die, and I feel like I'm still being teetered with that. I don't think that this is the I don't know if this was definitive like direction, but like this was a Billy's chapter. This was Billy's time to shine. I wonder for why we got a power so similar to undead and i remember saying that in the episode and now it's just like ooh, billy now put some context for maybe something that that kind of explains why we needed to see this here and then but then it's just like why would why would god set this up to happen in this way you know what i mean so i'm i'm a, i'm I'm very intrigued, so to speak, by the current developments, but I am very, I'm hype. Uh, I'm, I'm loving the way this fight is going. I'm loving that Unruin is getting checked. I mean, Ruin, because he sounds like he's about to get messed up right now after the way this chapter has panned out. But very straightforward. We, we saw that there was ability to stack the moves, but we already knew that. That was more so Unruin didn't know that. Um, but I, I only pointed out because stacking was like in bold in the chapter for the translation. But we 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 knew that he could stack abilities essentially, so that's not that big of a deal. Um, he's fighting. He's fighting with um, our girl. We see Fuku and 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 uh, Andy and... kind of having different interactions and realizations through this fight. But Billy is definitely the big shot caller um, of this of this moment, and we also well... see Billy's respect and um, kind of admiration for the type of person that Andy uh, turned out to be. I think you hit on the nail with with Billy being the MVP, but I think it's because he has the most experience against, you know, with taking leadership, with taking combat. So, like, he came in. Yes, exactly. He came in and cleaned the whole place. He literally did what he had to do, take leadership, called the shots. He literally... Put Ruin in his place, and I love that. Like my boy on Ruin looked like like that line he said at the end. I couldn't care less about being hated by someone I despise. So thanks, Ruin. And I'm like, I think my favorite personality of Billy is Cocky Billy. The way he literally did what he did in this chapter, took control of the atmosphere, took control of the whole situation, and did what he did. It's like he he was controlling, he was controlling the battle. He was the mastermind. And that's what I love about Billy. He knew what he had to do. And I don't know what's next. Because now it shows like Kenny Possible still ride the arc with Tatiana, Andy, and Foco. Or do they still have to stay here and to reset the whole loop? Is there a way that we can find a loophole within the loop? So that'd be pretty interesting. But at the end of the day, it's like with Billy knowing how to stack, like you said, um, the quirks, let's just mm -hmm. call it having unmove, unchanged, unruined, like having all these things where you could where you could cycle out but like a slot machine, it makes sense for his character, why he feels like he's always at hand, always ready to use these type of you know, all these type of weapons for him. It makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, it was like I said, this this was Honestly, I don't even have much to say about this chapter. This chapter was really straightforward. Like yeah. Billy just came in, he saw, he did. We didn't have clear confirmation, I guess, that he could stack. So I guess that's why that was kind of emphasized. 
but I, it was I thought it was pretty clear that he probably had the ability to do so I think there was at least one instance where it, it was clear that he either I mean yeah you could assume he could like time the interval but I think it was pretty clear that he was doing something in the realm of stacking of those abilities when we saw him fight previously so um yeah um I I do I do also feel like there was importance in also the fact that he didn't he like at one point he called him zombie and then at the next point he didn't call him zombie I don't know if that's what you guys are talking about on the side it's not zombie something on the side yeah but. um about a zombie dude um I forgot his name as well that's why I I'll try to search it why you got why you spoke oh he calls he calls Andy zombie um multiple times. And then in, in the moments of him, like, realizing, like, he's saying he's reflecting on things and he he turns and basically is like, you know, Andy, what do you really think of me? Like, what do you think of me? And Andy's just like, Oh, no. sorry, it's Seal. Seal. Uh, that's what I was talking about. Because oh, the, okay. Yeah, because I, the I, one I that, get what you mean. The one that got, uh, the one that they just beat was unruined. They beat Ghost already. Did yeah. we, did we beat Galaxy? No, right? Um, Galaxy was, was not part of it. No, that's so, yeah, so, part of it. So you're goes, talking about you're talking about the is he a Uma seal? Yeah, but seal. Yeah, seal. Um, seal's the one that had the you know yeah, yeah. bandages and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So seal was also in this fight, but he's not the focus of the current fight. I don't know if he's being pinned down somewhere. If he's been, I don't, I'm not sure actually. Because we we've seen everyone in the shot of this chapter except Seal. So either Seal's already locked. Maybe I'm forgetting something. Seal's either are either already locked down or otherwise just confused and out of the fight. Yeah, from what I recall, Ghost did get taken down, unruined right now. Seal was, I think, it was the last remaining. Or Seal was there though when this fight yeah, started. Because yeah, yeah. It, there was like it's a it's a three v it's a three v whatever, and then it was like nah. Then Billy showed up, so. Seal's, yeah, so Seal's in this just, fight somewhere. Seal is being the type of villain who just watches until you get taken down and they'll be like, all right, cool. I'm next. I'm like, all right, bitch. Yeah, Where I mean, Seal, Seal, Seal doesn't like Unruin. He could be looking for opportunity to, like, take Unruin. Um, that is true. And, and merge with Unruin in some type of way. And, um, what's it, uh, Shadow? So, we'll yeah, see. It, it'll be kind of interesting. So, you know how... Like, you know how we have the mythology of God here? We don't know who God is. We have the mythology of Moon, right? Mm -hmm. So imagine if Ruin and Seal work for both God, but Ruin is more loved by God, Seal is not. So it's kind of like the story of Michelangelo and, you know, and, and, you know, Samuel, how Michelangelo wasn't always loved, but Samuel was. So that's why mm -hmm. he would try to betray so he could be all the time favoritism so maybe seal was the one like let me let ruin get killed and i'll be the one to seal them up so i could so i could be the favorite towards god that's my guess of what of why seal hasn't done anything in this battle and seal has just been letting ruin get murk that's just my you know you know quick theory of what could be the chance of why seal hasn't done much anything in this fight going on when he's literally in the background yeah, so I, I think I think that's a good a good uh, thought process. A lot of things happen really quickly. Like this happened over two chapters, but yeah, I think that this is like seconds and minutes happening really quick in this fight. Agree. All right. So with um, if anybody has any last thoughts or comments of it on luck, 
Um, we're good here on our end because under unlock chapter 120, it fell straight to the point with our boy Billy, uh, you know, giving the hands to ruin. And I feel like with next chapter, I did say by chapter 122, 123, we might be starting the loop. So yeah, we get in, we gonna see, we get in close to see who who's gonna who's gonna come out on top on our our, our yeah our bets. We'll see. Not I said 122, we'll um, I said 122, You said 127 to 130, I believe is what you said. Mm-hmm. And I think Sam said 130 and after. So it just depends on which one of our theories come true. So which is possible. But other than that, um, speaking about giving heads up, um, we're talking about MHA. Yes, we are. MHA is our last series. And John, with that being it, we're entering our MHA uh, uh, chapter 360, and it's called Despite It All. And Shiraki, you are a raggedy bitch. That's what I'm going to tell you right now. Because you know what? Hey. You gave the hands. You hey. literally, you the literally hands, told. The toes, the feet. He gave, yo, the toes went up to the nose. He, he gave, like, it, bitch, he gave right it, it all, boy. I feel I feel for, for Bakugo, but, but also Bakugo is still that guy. I don't care what I love y'all it. say. Um, I really want to bring it back to our conversation on Tuesday night when we did Shonen Ronin episode 49. Right, Kendall? Yeah. Where we said about how and it's the flight and fight up instance when you're in the zone. When you're... Uh, no, I think it was in Anime League Podcast when we spoke about on sports. When you're in the zone and when you have mm-hmm. that um, enhanced of your speed and everything, when you're in the zone, when you're playing handball, soccer, whatever sport you're in, mm-hmm. it's also transition in fights of battle. That's what's called flight or fight type of instance. And Bakugo literally just got told by the enemy, by literally the one that's whooping your ass, saying that you're worthless. You know what? Good thing my quirk is not being used because it was when our boy Deku, the one I want, comes in can see your body all beat up. I want to see him go crazy, just like I poked those holes in your body. And mm-hmm. literally say all those more things that you're not going to be nothing. Oh, I remember you are inspired by all my, but guess what? You're not going to reach his height. And most people will be depressed after most people will give up. People are like, damn, I can't do this. Like, he just told me I'm worthless. When Best Genius literally was like, yo, you're good, man. No worse. We got this. We're still past the point of exploring the previous encounter with Shiraki. We're doing the best we can. And Bakugo's eyes, he is more hungrier than ever. That's the way I'm interpreting it. I don't know if everyone else did. You, you're going to tell me your thoughts as well, can in a few. But just to see Bakugo, that last panel, despite everything, he still is hungry to go back for round two, round three, round five, round 27 against Shiraki. And it just shows Bakugo is just ready for what the fuck is coming next. He's like, yo, just fix my arm right now. What you could do, you know, put some wrapping, you know, put some thread, whatever it is. I'm going back for that fight. He said, I'm going for, for my last set. How did you feel about this, Kenny? Because I was out of Bakugo in, in this chapter in that panel. Like, my toe literally got screamed by the coach saying, get the fuck back in that fight. We need you, man. We need you. We need that firepower. So, Kendall. Listen, listen. So, I think, right? my hero has these moments so because like sometimes it like it it kind of like goes and comes for me but it has these moments like right now where the way that my thoughts are being guided i have no i have no choice sometimes but to carry along with the flow of what's happening right 
And it's just this moment where it's like Shigaraki is is ragging on Bakugo physically and verbally. You know, you know, all the heroes are like, no, save, save, save Bakugo, protect Bakugo. And meanwhile, Bakugo is just like, I'm too busy trying to get as much information in so that I can get this guy got when my guy gets here. Everyone thinks that Bakugo has his eyes set in one direction. It's been like a good chapter and a half buildup of like thinking that Bakugo's mindset is in one place when really he's focused on the goal. And I've been saying that like he un- Bakugo understands the assignment better than everybody else does. That's why even pro heroes are being pulled along by the pace and speed that he's moving at in this fight because he understands what needs to get done. Um He's definitely he's definitely giving for me big Jiraiya feels right now. I'm a little concerned, <laughs> feeling 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 a little bit like a dying message, and I hope it's the lived message that gets passed on. But he's he's studying, he's looking, he's fi- he's finding like yes, Shigaraki's evolving as this fight goes on. But Bakugo is taking all of that in constantly while he's fighting, showing us why he is truly um one to not be um slept on if if if, if I could say it like that. So I think that that's definitely like, mm, it is good. The look in his eyes, that face, I can't wait to see the color painting for that because that, that's, that's definitely, that might be one of my backgrounds coming soon because that, that is tough. I love the look in his eyes. It's, it's like the focus locked in look that you see, yes. but it's also like the, it's also like explosive and sparkly, like a bomb in his eyes like oh, his eyes look like of an explosion sweat. yeah because it's because the glands and everything the so pores, it, it's yeah. it's such a cool shot i can't wait to see that in color um, Yo, his eyes his eyes remind me of abo hinata when he gets when he gets hyper focused in haikyuu when he's about to do that perfectly shot in synchronized and everything that's what he reminds me of his eyes as well like when those anime characters get that hyper focus Mm-hmm. I'm about to whoop your ass with a Dragon Ball, a Rasengan, mm-hmm. a volleyball shot, like that perfect yeah, that, type of that hyper, right there. That's super hyper focused. Like you said, the in the zone. And and um, you know, the to the point of this feel it being a fight and you know, there being combat involved. Like I said, martial arts is a sport. Um yep. it is a means of self-defense, but it's also a sport as far as I'm concerned. Uh so yeah, you do have those moments of being more attuned more focused, more hyper-focused, more in the zone. And Bakugo, again, Bakugo is setting up to have his plus ultra moment. And I'm sure it's going to be something in tandem, like where he goes beyond and, and Deku arrives at the same time. So it's going to be, I think that I can't wait for like whatever the next, like it might be next chapter. It might be next two chapters, but I know it's about to go crazy. Um, also, I like that the pace is, um, I thought that they were faltering a little bit, but the pace is feeling consistent right now. So I'm liking that as well. Again, I agree with what you said, and it just shows that the trio did a nice combo move. Argonijire, Sun Eater, and Lemillion did a nice combo move, and they knew Miro said it, and we all knew Miro cannot knock out Abushiraki. He can only hold him down when he needs to do it and help his team land the, land the attacks the way they need to. So he could just maneuver, protect, support, and because his quirk literally goes through any type of surface. So Abu Lemillion even said it. If he strike, he said, I remember you stupid straight from Jakku. My name is Lemillion, the hero on the messenger and bodyguard duty. And they said that my job is someone quick and move, and that's me. So 
why he destroyed. At first, I thought they go do some type of power friendship, you know, type of thing, where I believe me to say you have you have never had friends. That's why you thought your life was boring or you want to break the system. But no, it just went straight up to where our boy Million was literally trying to explain, like, if you truly saw the world as dark and sorrow and you are now first beater, you will you understand that there's more to life than just the world being dark and sorrow. And I just really love that uh, of this chapter of the series for it because Million was literally trying to explain of what he gave the same lessons to not I, sorry, of not I explained to him, not I explained to Deku, and also all my, like, hey, you also can be a hero as well, even without quirk. So I also love how everything comes back full circle. Yeah, I think, I think everything definitely comes back uh, full circle. Like you said, uh, we see the involvement, we see certain moves, you see certain poses, even the fact that like um, someone just said uh, in the comments that that Bakugo was being like the deck when analyzing. It's like that's the thing. Like Bakugo is constantly trying to absorb all he can from everyone to be better, much like Deku is. Like they're definitely. I always say the two sides of the same coin. Like I don't understand how you like and hate one and like and hate the other because they're very much so two sides of the same coin. So, um, definitely shout out to Lamillion and you know the 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 big three air quotes of of the the senior class showing up um i i was wondering how they were gonna make contact um i had a feeling that it was gonna be something along that nature but i didn't envision it like that so i'm glad to see that their moves were were put in tandem we also got like a power check on like the continued evolution of of shigaraki but i think shigaraki is right like the crazy thing is he's it's basically like he's getting this refinement training by fighting them without his powers. Yes. So right. it's like if he's mastering himself without his powers, it's going to be even crazier when there's a breaking point and there will be a breaking point where he gets to use all of his powers on top of knowing how to control his body to the level that he's learning how to do that. So another full circle moment about to come around real quick. Deku going to show up. It's going to flip the ties and then something else going to happen. It's going to flip the ties. We definitely have a couple more back and forth tussles of power. That's going to happen. So you hit on the nail of that because it makes sense with Deku coming in and the foil, but Shadaraki technically is getting his comeback training. All the heroes are doing the best of what they already have done training from weeks before or days before, right? But for Shiraki, he literally is having the chance to right now awaken his abilities and train them, understand them, and also master them. He didn't have to train, he sorry, he didn't have the chance to fully train them on. On the ships, on the previous battles he just did with with the old Miss American and everything else. But now he has the chance to actually try these new powers and work with them with the heroes. All right, cool. His quirk. Right now is being blocked by Eraserhead and by the copycat. Um, but with that being the case, guess what? It gives Shiraki to literally work on his muscle training and work on his understanding of his own hundred quirks he has in the system. So the best way to do it is literally in battle against people he doesn't need to worry to hold back. So they're technically giving him the free lesson. This is technically the seven-day free child. Like here. Yeah. We give you a free child to learn your master quirks, and then you can fight the main boss, aka Deku, the main protagonist. Like what? So they don't know what they're doing. It's technically is counteractive towards what they're trying to do. Like mm -hmm. they're helping, they're trying to stop him, but also helping him without them knowing that he's learning how to use his quirks. Because he even said like, 
my body continues to adapt, going away like insects, nothing can bring me down. Like he's still learning of how to stop, uh, you know, the poison and the venom. Like his, he literally had a whole mouth just eat the venom. Yeah, yeah. That again, this this development right now is setting up for an awesome fight. Um, and I can't wait to I can't wait to see these explosion of these different quirks. Um, between Shigaraki and Deku um, is, is going to be amazing. This was a very fun chapter. Um, like I said, I feel like the pacing has been maintaining consistent. Um, I'm, I'm going to guess the end of next chapter or maybe two more chapters before Deku shows up. And I'm only guessing that because I feel like anything more and I'm you either need to switch fights or I'm going to be completely taken out of this fight with Shigaraki, for me anyways. I believe you're right. I believe by next chapter, by the end of the chapter, Abodeka is going to appear or somebody else has to appear out of nowhere where, like, they're they're coming to a corner that they cannot plus ultra no more. Like, they're coming to a corner where everyone with within this school type of, this type of aircraft, they have a point where they cannot do no more. They're stuck to a point that, holy shit, they're stuck. What can they do? Where can they go from this? Because Baku, a best genius, the miracle, everyone's giving them all. As much as Lemillion could do to stop and block and be on bodyguard duty, there's so much that you can do and so much that you could hold. So it's like, my guy, you are going to hold or not surpass the limit, but you're going to uphold your limits and something's going to stop you. So it's like, where are we going to go next? That's what I'm more curious about. For next chapter, uh, but Deku has to show up midway or um, be at the end of the chapter, last page, and lead up into chapter 362 to be with Deku, or we go back to Orpha One and to a boy Endeavor having no arm, and Hawks is going on with that with a boy Dark Shadow and everyone else there. Yeah. Um, I'm also, again, the, the crazy thing is, um, there's still other key fights going on. Like I said, <laughs> there's like still the, other key fights going on besides the, this. The only one that finished is with Dabi and uh, that's the only one that's had a true conclusion. Yeah, um, true conclusion. And then technically, Toga, Toga, everyone Toga's that's still out there still roaming around. I mean, Gigamakia thing doesn't ever have to actually be resolved. They can just be there defending Gigamakia, whatever the case may be. Obviously, whatever happens to um all for one as well as whatever happens to Shigaraki is basically going to completely influence Giga Makia. so that, that like again he's less of a point you got um Spinner he has a whole other fight thing that's going on with him so I mean things can be things can be concluded I do agree it feels like we kind of I wasn't expecting to go to this fight right away per se I didn't know it was an option I did think it was an option because I think you go here you do something you go back to the ones you come back to Shigaraki again was my thoughts initially so we'll see if that's the direction that this is panning out to be but overall solid chapter and the best thing about this chapter is Bakugo's face at the end I don't care what anybody says and Lady Naga is in the hospital that's when we last time know that she got sent to the hospital and that's why Hawks was trying to Cost of revenge against Orpha One of of hurting Nagat and Hawks some type of way, but 
Lady Knight got to the hospital. We don't know if she's still in a coma or out, if she's awake. Oh, we know that girl got brought to the hospital. So with her being exploded at point range, it's like you really can't do much there for her. I mean, look, she's not eradicated. She alive, so maybe. We also got like... I would uh, love uh, Stain uh, to pop up right now. Uh-huh. Right now. Like literally right now. But I think he's going to pop up in front of Spinner. So we'll see. That's what's going on. Because remember, we have 70, 172 countries. Not one of them has popped up yet. Yep. So there's 170 America, countries in America the world. America and other countries still kind of on the outskirts, kind of figuring out okay, what so they want to do. So in the world, there's 173. So not kind of Japan, 172. America says they're not doing anything. So I guess let's say 171, 171, 172 um, countries still available to send some heroes. What, at least five of them or something send some heroes to at least do something? Because it'll be useful if you send at least a couple of heroes from at least a couple of countries. Man, at least? I don't know. I, I don't think. I, I, have, I have something to say in regards to other countries. I don't know if you got anything else about My Hero Academia, but I got something else to say in regards to other countries coming to Go the ahead. aid of Japan. So earlier, y'all asked about solo leveling. You know what country isn't coming to help out Japan right now? I guess Korea? <laughs> I don't think Korea. Man, that, that, that announcement about basically Japanifying solo leveling definitely was not completely out of expectations because it was always our question mark of like damn this is really a solid series is it gonna get animated or whatever the case and i already i told y'all for a while i was afraid of it getting touched too soon and it got touched too soon and japan was like all right i'm gonna do my thing with it and so now we gotta see what type of series we're even gonna get from this bro like what what even what even series is this really about to be um, what's the name of the protagonist gonna be? Because he's Japan now, so why would he have uh Sung Jin Woo as his name? I, I don't know. It's it's a lot. Um, and I really enjoyed solo leveling uh in hindsight of reading it and you know, now that I've like digested it being completed, there's definitely it has its flaws, much like everything, you know. I, I can love a series and still criticize it. It has its flaws. Uh, but I definitely I don't know what to expect from it. And it's the type of series, if they do what they did with, we got a high school, we might get the whole entire story in one season. And I hope not. I really damn hope not. Then I don't even know what to do with it. But it doesn't, it, it wouldn't be far removed if they were to give it 24 episodes. I will say that if they give it 24 episodes, they could do the whole entire series because the second season, the second part of, of solo leveling isn't actually that long. In the, in the sequence of like events that actually happens. So it is possible, I think with 24 episodes, it might be possible to actually crank out the whole series. I hate that for us, but that might just be what it is. Um, it's going to be interesting also because of, there's so much that you change. There's so much that you change because Korea doesn't disrespect Japan in that series. Korea acknowledges Japan as being one of the top nations they have some of the top heroes. They have one of the largest guilds. And then it's just like, okay, so what do you, who does the U.S. become Japan? No, because the U.S. already has its own country. Like, I don't understand how they're planning to kind of flip this around. So I, I don't know, man. No, I feel 100% on that. Because like knowing of where with solo learning, what they could do or what's happening with that type of decision, 
Scuntrial, those two days are going to do is Japan, most likely. Um, I'm not sure if they said it's going to be Madhouse or another studio. Um, I don't recall who was that. At the end of the day, as long as it's good storytelling, well-paced, and you give the viewers a good action type of me head series that most people, most fans want, then I guess what we could say, we were happy, we're entertained. That's all I could really give thoughts about or be entertained about. Yeah. But like, but like y'all said, it, it is, it is some, I won't, I won't call it ignorance, but I, I get it. I, I, I really get it. I, I, I don't know, especially for, for those of us that live in America, like it, it's a very different perspective when your air quotes one of the leading nations. So I feel like there, there has to be a certain level of like respect and thing that is given to, to them. It's like, like, imagine if this came out of Thailand, like you thought, you think China going to be like, yeah, we'll put this out for you and we're gonna acknowledge Thailand. Come on now. Like, <laughs> like it's 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 like you have to understand the dynamics and the politics that actually go on in place with with when it comes to these type of things as well. But I think ultimately, haha, yeah, did did get turned the the 10 Japanese people, the top 10 S classes did get turned into fodder. But again, uh, uh what are we what are we gonna do? How do you change the story and keep it the same story? Um, but yeah. The thing is, the thing is, right, I have hope. And that's my closing thoughts in regards to Soul 11 is I have hope because the way they handled everything in regards to deciding who they wanted to get to push it out for the webtoon and ultimately deciding on Tappy Tunes and, and trying to make solo leveling, the, the, the writers were definitely very, very much so intentional about who they wanted to do and what they, which direction they wanted to go in for releasing it and serialization so i think that they're still they're not gonna th this is probably something that was within reason or something that they already kind of expected in trying to get it animated so i think that there's probably going to be a good a good bit of the source material preserved the question is going to be pace and execution is this going to be one season is it going to be two seasons is it going to be 12 episodes 24 episodes 36 episodes what are we ultimately going to get from it? We won't know till we get there. Um, but I still have, I still think it's going to be an enjoyable series. Um, I do want to have some time. I hope they don't rush through it. I do want to have some time exploring some of like the higher level um, dungeons and stuff that he went into. Um, a lot of his development arc, you know, how he gets the dragon, all of that stuff. I, I hope that they just take their time with some of those things and at least get us the ability to appreciate what because I already leveling is in and of itself so i hope they don't accelerate it too much more inside of the what you call it inside of the animation process i am also salty john about copy tunes getting it but i understand same you know some people gotta make the money depends who got depends who got the bigger pockets and it comes to that at the end so i appreciate you saying that out of this great imagery discussion i feel like great image Great discussion everywhere on the Kaiju, the One Piece, Undeluck, and MHA. It's a good talk overall. We continue to be discussing MHA greatness, uh, One Piece greatness, the gold. Um, it just reached another year anniversary, so a big shout out to that. Um, also, if you guys are reading Chainsaw Man Part 2 that came back, Chapter 98-99, we did a review on the most previous show, Narona, Episode 49. Go check that out. Time goes down below for the episode of Shona Ron episode 49. If you want to check out our Chainsaw Man review of chapter 98 and chapter 99. 
So go check that out. We did it on a um, Tuesday night review. Uh, we have some future plans for work, but at the moment, we have no plans to review chapter 100 for Chainsaw Man at the moment, but we'll give you guys an update. We will put out a recording video, a little quick, small live stream on that Tuesday night. We just keep you up to date. Um, other than that, any last thoughts on any series? Um, Kenneth, before we go for the best chapter of the week? Um, no, like I said, my favorite panel, that's all I'm going to say. I will, I'll give you a chapter in a second. My favorite panel is Bakugo. That's it. That's all y'all need to know. Um, yes, Alvis, we are wrapping up to the best chapter of the week. Um, we, remember, as we said earlier, that we're starting around 12 p.m. EST to 12.30 EST from now on. We're trying to start around earlier so we can end earlier for anybody that could check out, you know, eat breakfast with us, you know, drink a cup of coffee, drink a cup of smoothie in whatever time zone you're in. So that's all 12 p.m. EST because the chapters come out at 11 a.m. EST. So it's much easier for us to do the content. It gives the crew and us an hour to an hour and a half to read the chapters and get our morning situated. So glad you appreciate for everyone understanding. But what was your chapter weekend overall? Was it um, Under Unluck, Mission is a Curl Family, Alien Area, Ruby Dragon, any of the that we don't cover? What was the chapter of the week for this week's issue of issue 34? My mic towards me. One piece. Understood. Me too. One Piece. But yeah, One Piece as well. It's fucking fire. I enjoyed the hell of this chapter. I know you and me can explain why so many reasons. But, you know, go check our review if you if you, if you you missed it. Because we buy, we got boys Shanks. Like, like, yo, Beck, let's have a quick conversation real quick. So let's go claim the One Piece. Like, boys said, it's so casual. Like, yo, Beck, you're, like, you're my right-hand man. I think we should have a conversation about, like, yo, it's time we grab that One Piece from our boy Goldie Roger. Like, just Boys are left it there for us, so you know it's time to grab him. Like, bitch, what? Like, so many hype moments. Yamato, Momo, you know, go fighting Green Ball. Everyone, Akainu just having the little stress of his life. He's like, damn, I'm fleeing Amro at the worst time in my career. Like, shit. So, I feel bad for everyone going on here in One Piece, but our boy Luffy is having a the time of his life. His brother Sabo's having the time of his life. I'm enjoying One Piece. Can't wait for the next chapter comes in seven days it could be coming on monday could be coming on sunday we just gotta see and find out um can a, a, any last thoughts on one piece chapter 1054 i am not muted but no i i don't like i said it was it was a really good chapter i just got so much from it um so that's this is definitely one piece bias but i got a lot from it and i'm happy with everything that i got from it so i was satisfied from panel to panel page to page the entire way through um, and yes, for the Juzakura type of highlight, I love it when people talk about it in chat. I didn't get to read the chapter yet, so that's why I don't want to give no false advertisement or say how good it is, but I know it's good either way. I'm a fan of the series, but I haven't read the chapter yet, so overall, go read Juzakura Family. Go read Ruby Dragon. It's so cute, wholesome. It came back. Such a cute series. It's only a couple of chapters. Alien Area as well. I didn't get to finish the chapter, but it looks good from the beginning that I read. So overall, guys, I appreciate for everyone watching, listening, subscribing, subscribe to our podcast feed. Go check it out on your commute, on your audio feed, everything else. Appreciate that, guys. Check out our Anime Lily podcast this Wednesday where we'll be discussing the summer anime season and whatever news came out in the past week. Other than that, guys, we'll see you on the next one.